0: Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for May 1st. How's everyone doing today? Can you believe it's already May? It seemed like April flew by while March was at a crawl. Hope everyone is doing okay. Hope everyone is healthy. I'm Eric, the man behind ETOF21 Sports. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at etalk21sports to find my work and my plays, which I'm giving out for free. We have a big weekend of horse racing this weekend, so make sure you're following me there for some horse races. I'll be giving out for free. Today, we're going to be focusing on the NFL, since the NFL draft just happened. We're going to have Sterling from Silver Star Sports come on, and him and I are going to talk NFL. All right, so let's welcome Sterling. Sterling, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for coming on. Okay, so let's jump right in. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. What would you think?
1: Uh, The Eagles really looked like they were blowing the draft between days one and two. I didn't really understand the Jalen Rager pick. I thought Justin Jefferson would have been a much better add to this team with his ability to play in the slot and outside. Then day two, they take Jalen Hurts, which might have been the biggest surprise of the draft. I like Hurts a lot uh, as a character guy, but day two... That early, when they have Wentz, uh, I'm not sure if that was the right move. But they had a good day three. They got two good offense tackles, Jack Driscoll, Prince Tiga. Uh, so they really recovered it at the end, but not too big a fan of them, their draft in general.
0: It's really hard to question a GM that has taken a team to a Super Bowl. But I'm like you, I have a lot of questions about what, how he did here. I mean, the Eagles' offense is so much better when it has that player that can stretch the field, but I kind of feel like the three wideouts they got, plus trading Godwin, they have four of the same guys now.
1: Yeah, that's one another thing I had in my notes. Um, they took a lot of dart throws, which I can respect. They really needed to address the wide receiver position, but the guys they took, they're all redundant, and you don't need four deep threat wide receivers for Carson Wentz, uh,
0: so... Yeah. And the thing that's funny is the person that probably helps the most is Elshon Jeffrey because he's their only possession wide receiver they have now because of his physical limitations because he's getting up there. So what, what, what grade did you give the Eagles? I gave the Eagles a D plus. A little higher than me. I gave them a D-, minus, but we're both both on the same page. Yeah. Um, let's that. So let's jump to your boys now, the Giants. What, tell me what you thought about their draft.
1: Um, a lot of Giants fans were upset, at Andrew Thomas at four, but I feel like New York sports fans can never be satisfied with anything. Um, if you actually watch Andrew Thomas play, you can see how talented he is. One of the best pass blockers, one of the best run blockers, so I was happy with that pick. Round two, they took Xavier McKinney. I would have rather them uh, taking Grant Delpit or Antoine Winfield Jr. because they're better at playing free safety, which is what they need. McKinney's still a first-round talent that slipped into the second round, so that's fine. Round three, they took Matt Pert out of UConn. Uh, That's potentially their tackle duo for the next 10 years between Thomas and Pert, so I really like that pick. Round four, they got Darnay Holmes. He can fit in as a slot corner and then go with that young secondary that they were building up last year. Um, So overall, I I was really proud of the way uh, Gettleman handled this draft.
0: Speaking of Gettleman, is there a guy that gets more crap than him? I mean, he was a scout for the all those Bills team that went to the Super Bowl. Scout for the Broncos team that won a Super Bowl. Won two Super Bowls as the Giants GM. And then took, was the GM when the, when the Panthers went to the Super Bowl. That guy gets so much crap. And he's, like, really good at what he does year yeah, after year. Um, absolutely. I like Andrew Thomas, too. I kind of felt... He, Like, he was the most NFL-ready tackle. Oh, absolutely. And then they added, like, a lot of linebacker depth. And I kind of feel that Cam Brown, I think he could actually be, like, a specialist in this league in terms of rushing the uh, quarterback.
1: I could see that. Yeah,
0: definitely. And then I like the Holmes pick because it gives them that slot corner. And you need to stock up in DBs, especially in this league, with how much Weapons the Cowboys had with C.C. Lamb, which we'll get to in a little bit. So in terms of the offensive line, I think that's really going to help them because of the new offense and getting Barkley running. What are your expectations for Barkley this year?
1: Um, I expect him to be much better um, just from being healthy the whole year. Uh, we definitely beefed up our own line, so he should improve from that. I'm expecting big things. I expect him to be near the top of the rushing again because he's one of the most talented backs in the league, if not the most talented. And then if Daniel Jones can make a jump from year one to year two, I don't know. The Giants got to be happy with where they're at, you know, especially coming
0: off their draft. I like them a lot this year, and I always say if the quarterback doesn't make the jump in year two, then it's just not going to happen for him because he's not processing the stuff. And I really think by adding those two guys – on the offensive line, they're putting him Jones in a in a chance to be successful. What what grade did you end up giving the Giants?
1: I actually gave them an A. Okay, I was bordering between A and A minus, but I really liked all that the, that Gettleman did.
0: I gave him I gave him a B. I gave him a okay, B. That's fair. But my my parents are two school teachers, so I'm a little harder with the with the with the S curve, so to speak. So mm, gotcha. Uh, um, yeah,
1: so my grades might run a little bit
0: higher than yours. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a hard nose. All right, so let's let's jump into the it's Cowboys. Sad. The thing with me and the Cowboys, I really thought Jerry was gonna mess this draft up when I heard he was drafting solo on a yacht. Um, yeah. but I was actually pleasant pleasantly surprised. What, what did you think about this draft?
1: Um, I really liked their draft. At first, I questioned the lamb pick cd lamb at 17 because i thought they needed to go corner or somewhere in the secondary or edge rusher but i mean they got a top 10 player at pick number 17 so i can't really be too mad at them for that and then in the second round they were able to draft
2: uh trayvon Diggs, so they did address that corner position and then in the third
1: round they got gallimore who could be a potential starter he might be better than tristan hill who they drafted last year um And then they took my boy, Biedesh, Tyler Biadesh, who I think is going to be a 10-year starter in this league. So I was really uh, impressed with the Cowboys draft. I also forgot to mention they took Bradley and I in the six, who was another good, productive pass rusher.
0: Have you ordered uh, ordered the Tyler jersey yet? (laughs) I have not yet.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I will, just because it's a Cowboys jersey, but you know.
0: I thought they did pretty good. Like you, I kind of questioned the CC. I'm not really a CC guy. Are you, are you that high on him?
1: Uh, I think he was clearly the second best wide receiver in the class. So, in my opinion, so okay. I am for the
0: most part. I mean, the thing that st- stood out to me, and from the games that I saw, when the Oklahoma played better defenses, they kind of hit him in the slot, and I don't know if I like that was the kind of a big like whoa if he's so good why is he in the slot you know what I mean like that's fair I kind of like Reggie Robinson from uh Tulsa he's he's a big physical guy and I think not this year but I think they got a starting next year they have a potential starter in that guy kid
1: yeah he's one of those people that I didn't pay enough attention to during the pre-draft process to like give a full evaluation but from what I've heard he has like a lot of upside so Maybe he
0: could turn out to something. Unfortunately for me, I did watch a lot of Tulsa football next year, so I got an up-close <laughs> glimpse of him. And I love I love the Bradley pick in the fifth round. Bradley, I need a pass rusher from Utah. I think he's going to be able to come in and just rush the quarterback and speed up the process. And my main thing with him is if you watch any Utah games or the Senior Bowl, you're able to see, like, hey, this guy can get to the quarterback at the NFL level but then he did awful at the combine and that's why I hate the combine. what yeah. are, what um, what do you think about him?
1: I thought he if you look at the tape him at Utah like you said he was a very productive pass rusher like he was constantly making their defense elevating their defense and he fell because of um, that terrible combine. like I think before that he would have gone in like the fourth round but um, the combine obviously brought him down. But I think he was a great pickup, especially at
0: the value they got him at. At the fifth round, I was yelling, yelling for the Lions to draft him. And I was so upset (laughs) when they did it. And another thing to point out with the Cowboys is they traded with the Eagles to get the pick for your boy, which is kind of like you usually don't trade with your rivals. But for Jerry to heist that, that was pretty good for him. I mean, I gave out three A's, and the Cowboys were one of my A's. What, What did you give them?
1: I gave them an A as well.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. So now let's go to a team that I'm starting to get more and more intrigued by, the Washington Redskins. What did you think about their –
1: Oh, obviously they got the best player in the class, Chase Young. Yeah. But at first I wasn't too um, pleased with their next two picks. They took Gibson, uh, running back slash wide receiver out of Memphis. And I wasn't too big on that pick because I feel like – he needed to go somewhere where they could use him creatively, since he's that hybrid-type player. Mm-hmm. And Ron Rivera's offenses aren't known for being too... Uh, he's not an offensive coach, so...
0: Yeah, kind and then of, they a, took a Charles. of a little bit of a cookie-cutter-type offense, very generic.
1: Yeah, so uh, they took Sadiq Charles in the fourth round. And he was good at LSU, but,
2: I mean, I feel like he was... One of their weaker links compared to the rest of their offensive line.
0: A lot of off so the field stuff too with that kid. Yeah, so I wasn't too big on that. But
1: then they got Antonio Gandy Golden in the fourth round, and he has serious star potential with his athletic upside. So I really like that pick. They also had a great uh, undrafted free agent class. They took uh, they took a flyer on Steven Montez, who I think could be a backup QB in this league. And then they got Thaddeus Moss, who I was actually surprised wasn't drafted. And the Redskins needed a tight end, so I liked that
0: pickup. Yeah, that was kind of weird because during the season, everyone was saying, oh, third round, fourth round. And then for no one to take a flyer on him, it kind of makes you wonder why. Was, yeah. Um, I really liked Gandy Golden, and I think that's the perfect wide receiver to go next to Scary Car- Terry. Um, yes. And he can high point a ball, he can stretch the field. And I have a couple friends that are scouts, and they always tell me the big thing with wide receivers is separation. And Golden's not fast, but in that little press man coverage, he has quick footwork in that area, and he's able to get that separation. Um, In terms of Charles, I mean, I think you're right. He was kind of like the, the weak link of that defensive line. But they definitely need to get it because they did trade Williams to the 49ers. Yeah. Um, Gibson kind of reminds me of the guy from the Bears, and I'm spacing on his name. 29. Tariq. Oh, Tariq Cohen. Yeah, kind of like that guy you kind of just give 10 touches to a game. Nothing more, nothing less. And just, like, in the slot, wide receiver screens, swing him out from the backfield. But... I mean, you did bring up a good point that the Rivera offense is very cookie-cutter, so are they going to be able to use them? Use him, excuse me. That's going to be the big question. What what grade did you end up giving the Redskins?
1: I gave them a B, because ultimately oh. they got Chase Young and potentially a franchise-wide receiver as well. So I yeah. thought they did good, but they
0: could have done better. Yeah, I gave him a B, too. Young's going to be so good, and he's just going to make that defense. Like, I, I could see the Redskins' defense keeping them in games, but... Yeah. The big question is QB1, Dwayne Haskins. What I think Haskins is awful. What do you think?
1: Um, I feel like I don't know yet. Okay. Um, last year was just a terrible situation between ownership and all the um, – just how bad their O-line was, how bad their wide receivers were, injured running backs, having to play what's left of Adrian Peterson. Um, I just felt like it was, wasn't a good time to evaluate him. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what I see this year. Okay. I don't know whether he's good or bad yet. Yeah. You know, but last year wasn't too promising, but I'm not going to hold that all against him.
0: Okay. Now, let's jump to the NFC South, and let's just get the, uh, the big one out of the way to begin with. Everyone's Super Bowl darlings now, which I... <sighs> I don't see them winning 10 games. I see them winning 9 games at most, but that's just me. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What did you think of old, old Tampa Bay here?
1: Um. Well, I have them winning 9 games right now, but I think I might have to up that after this okay. draft. I was a big fan. They got Tristan Wurfs, who was my offensive tackle 3, but they needed a right tackle, and Wurfs already plays right tackle, so they won't have to switch him over. Yeah, they moved up a pick to get him, but I thought that was still a big need. Uh, round two, they grabbed Antoine Winfield Jr., um, who will be a great ball hawk for that second young secondary. Uh, he can play right away. He was a first-round talent, in my opinion. Round three, they grabbed Keyshawn Vaughn, who I had him as a top-ten running back, but I thought they could afford to wait around. but that's fine. Um, round five, They get one of the biggest deals in the draft, in my opinion, Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. He would fall for all these off-field concerns that I didn't really understand. It was like he would be late to practice or like miss a class, but I don't think those are too big a deals in terms of NFL potential. He can fit into that slot instantly, Um, be Tom Brady's best friend. So that was a big big grab. So overall, I like Tampa's draft. I gave them a really high grade.
0: So. Okay. I mean, the things that stood out to me was were they didn't address the – they really didn't address, excuse me, the cornerback position. I mean, I know Winfield can play the slot corner, but I see him more as a safety. And in the Bulls system, they rely so much on the secondary guys to be able to be locked down type of guys. Um, And I also thought it was interesting because I'm, I'm not a big Ronald Jones guy. Are you? No. Cause J.K. Dobbins was on the board and they picked Winfield instead. I think Vaughn from Vandy, he's gonna kinda fill he's gonna kinda be the new James White for Tom Brady, since Brady can't throw the ball down the field. And he'll be that third down back. Tyler Johnson for me, he just had too many drops. He had I mean he can high point of ball, he can get the separation, but he dropped a lot of easy ball, a lot of balls for my liking. Um, right, that's fair. And then I was watching Wirfs, and I'm in Chicago, and we're in complete lockdown isolation, so I'm watching way more game film than I should. And I noticed Worfs when he backed up, his feet were really close together. So I'm afraid if he doesn't change that at the this level, he's going to be able to get knocked off balance a lot.
1: So, yeah, he definitely has some raw elements to his game that really need to be refined and worked out.
0: But, I mean, I, I like the kid, though. Don't get me wrong. I actually – I gave them a B- minus because they didn't address the cornerback position. What would you give them?
1: Mm, I gave them an A, but my thought process is they didn't really address the corners because they have, like, a lot of young corners right now. Okay. Whether or not they're actually um, as good as they hope they turn out is another question because I'm not too big on their corners. But overall, like, I like where they drafted in terms of value and fit.
2: Okay.
0: All right. Um, so you have them winning more than nine games, though?
1: Uh, Ten now, okay. just because of that draft. I was a big fan of that draft. But, I mean, we'll see. I still got a deep dive into every team and see how they fit and what the schedule looks like.
0: Okay. All right. Now let's go to the Saints. I mean, sure and simple with them. They only they only yeah. had a couple picks. Uh, what did you think of the Saints?
1: I, I just sort of shrugged at their draft, you know? Like, um, only four picks to really talk about. I feel like Caesar Ruiz, he's a good player, but um, he's not really going to play year one because he's going to sit behind that crowded interior offensive line. Um, Zach Bond, he was a guy that I was advocating not to take in the first round. But to get him in the third round, I think that was a really good pickup. Um, He can learn behind Demario Davis as that off-ball linebacker for a year. And then Shine. Um, Adam Troutman, he can also learn behind Jared Cook. So that was another good pickup. And then he took Tommy Stevens, which in the seventh round, so that's just like a whatever pick. Um, Overall,
2: I thought it was okay, but you can't really do a whole lot with four picks.
0: I mean – I, the Saints to me are just kind of that team where that guys just kind of fall to them and they always get like these guys um the only my only knock on them was I understand why they took my boy Caesar with the first pick just because you have to protect Brady but my boy Queen was still on the board and I think linebacker is the one weakness in on their team
1: yeah. I was talking to my TV, and I was like, all right, that's Queen. I like, go we'll move on to the next pick. And then when they took Ruiz, I was very surprised because linebacker's clearly in need. But at least they got Bond. But, I mean, Queen would have been A home bad player for that defense. A home
0: run. And then I, I like the tight end they got. He He's going to kind of be that big guy that can win the jump ball. I'm not going to say he's going to be like Jimmy Graham big, but he's going to have that another big target, Breeswell, to throw to the end zone, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. And then to me, Tommy Stevens is just a crappier version of Taysom Hill. Yeah,
1: I didn't really understand it, but I guess it's a seventh round, so it's not too bad.
0: And okay. I, I gave them a B plus just because I actually do like their first three picks. I, so I, I gave them a B+. Plus.
1: I actually gave them a B-. Minus. Okay.
0: All right. So now let's jump into the team that I think is going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers, and they clearly had a strategy this draft. Unlike free agent, because free agency, I just felt they're all over the place. They attacked. They attacked defense, and I don't know if you play the daily fantasy game, which I do. But for me, I always would target the running backs against the Carolina Panthers. What um, What did you think about the Panthers' draft?
1: Um, I actually like their strategy. Focus on defense. Um, you will probably be really bad next year. You might get one of the. QB's Lawrence or Fields mm-hmm. um, they have weapons on offense I mean Christian McCaffrey so let the offense figure itself out Draft the defense make sure that's good for the rebuild so I like their strategy and that thinking um, Derek Brown I feel like he's going to be a dominant player he got overlooked in the draft process uh, a lot just because he plays defensive tackle it's not as glamorous a position as others Yeah. Um, round two
2: the grab Gross Matos um, who I had a first round grade on I, I that thought kid it was a lot great too. to get him and instantly it looks like the defensive line of the Panthers
1: is looking pretty good in the next few years because you got Brian Burns who was a first round pick last year Derek Brown uh, K1 Short who they'll have to replace and then uh, YGM so I, I mean, like that upgrade um, let's see who else did they draft Jeremy Chin, I will say it was harder to find tape on him because he went to such a small school. The Saluki. But, yeah, so he um, he has a lot of athletic upside, and I can see him playing day one at the strong safety role. And then they also took Kenny Robinson, former West Virginia player, XFL star. Uh, he can sit behind Trey Boston, learn from him for a little bit, and then assume that free safety role in, like, a year or two time. Uh, Troy Pride, I had a fourth-round grade on him. They took him in the fourth round, so that was a solid pick. Um, overall, I like the Carolina Panthers draft. So, yeah.
0: The main More thing betcha. with them is I think it's just going to be tied down, whoever's better, Derek Brown or Isaiah Simmons. And I think it was kind of weird, the GM, I don't know if it, I think it was the GM or somebody in the Panthers' office, they said, "Oh yeah, we we think Simmons was really athletic, the most athletic guy on the board." Well, then why didn't she draft him? So I mean, if Simmons turns out to be the stud and Brown is just kind of not Aaron Donald. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be the big thing.
1: I actually I agree on that. Like I would have Simmons was my third overall or second overall player on the board, even ahead of Burrow. Burrow was third. Yeah. So I would have drafted Simmons.
0: I yeah. was shocked when they didn't. Um, I like the pride pick because in my eyes, I think Bradbury that they lost to your to your giants, I think he's really good because I mean he would compete against all those guys Thomas, Julio, Evans, and Godwin, and you kind of need that d b in in the south. I was a little yeah. disappointed they didn't address the offensive line or get a backup for McCaffrey just because McCaffrey's he's touched the ball over four hundred times each of the last two seasons, and that eventually has to
2: wear on him,
1: yeah. I Well, I do like the defensive draft. I thought they could have at least taken like, a player or two on the offense, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, especially a running back, like you said, because McCaffrey, uh, his body is just going to get worn down. They're just running him in the ground. Even like Jamichael Hasty, like you mentioned, he was one of my guys. Um, he didn't get drafted, but he signed with the 49ers. I thought he would have been perfect somewhere, like especially... Um, as a backup running back to McCaffrey.
0: Or like a Mike Warren who signed with the Eagles. That would have been another great undrafted drafted guy to get. Um, so I, it sounds like we're both, we don't expect much from the Panthers next year, but we like their strategy of showing up the defensive line. I graded them a C just because I didn't like how they didn't take any offensive linemen or get a backup from McCaffrey. What would you give them? I gave them a B. Okay. Because I still like Eric Brown's potential and YGM. Okay. Yeah, I like YGM too. I was I was upset at the Lions didn't draft him and drafted Swift, but we'll get to that later. Um All right, so now let's go to the Atlanta Falcons. And I mean, they drafted a the punter, dude. They drafted a punter and you know I'm going to give them a low grade because they took Matt Hennessy over my boy Cushionberry, so let's just jump into them. What what did you think of the Falcons?
1: Um, AJ Terrell with their first pick. I had a second round grade on Terrell. Um, I know they needed to address the cornerback position, so it makes sense that they took him. But still too early for me. Um, I won't complain too much just because I know he'll play instantly. It might be decent production. Um, round two, they took Marlon Davidson. I had a third-round grade on him, so that was another reach by my board. Matt Hennessy, I actually like the Hennessy pick because I feel like he fits the Falcons' offense, and he can learn behind um, Alex Mack. Well, better than Cushenberry, I don't know. I don't grade him better than Cushenberry, but I think he might fit their scheme better than Cushenberry just because of his ability to move block. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I wasn't a fan of the Falcons' draft. This is, a my, lot of
0: meh. This is my thing like the, the the three things the four things excuse me that stick out for them is they definitely need a pass rusher and Chasin from LSU is still on the board with it being uh-huh. such a deep cornerback draft class and like you said because of his performance in the national championship game AJ Terrell would have been around in the second round why did you know what i mean why not just get the pass rusher yeah cuz those are such a premium and then with the Davidson pick, I always find it interesting when you are playing with a star, because he played next to Brown on that Auburn defensive front, how you do when you don't have that stud next to you and you have to do stuff by yourself. I don't know if he's going to be able, since he's getting more attention, be able to beat NFL offensive linemen in the interior. They drafted a punter, man. I, I like if you If you draft a punter, I just can't... A punter and long snapper are the two yeah. positions you should never draft in my eyes.
1: So many teams drafted, yeah, punters, long snappers, even kickers, like pretty early, and I was just like, why? Like, it. I don't know. It's just you nice. only do that if your roster is like complete. I
0: don't know. So I mean, I I gave they're one of my F's. I just can't get over the first three picks and mm-hmm. the punter. What'd you give them? A uh, D plus. Okay. All right. So now. Let's go to the north, and we'll start with the Minnesota Vikings, which I thought they did a pretty good job. I just have one big questions one big question about their draft. What uh, What do you think about the Vikings?
1: Uh, I was a big fan of their day two, or I mean, their round one, where they took Jefferson. Only thing about the Jefferson pick is both he and Beaglein work better
2: in the slot. I know you mentioned that in our last podcast. Yep. So um,
1: I kinda question that, but that's the only thing. He was still great value. They needed a wide receiver. Gladney fits Zimmer's scheme to a T, so I yep. think he he was a great pickup. Um, Ezra Cleveland, day two developmental offensive
0: tackle, good pick. They need to beef up that O line. Always. He um, got the highest wonderlick store,
2: too. I didn't know that. Um,
1: Cameron Dantzler and Harrison Hand. Um, we talked about it earlier. You need corners in this NFL, especially with the amount of wide receiver talent that's coming in every year. Um, they're both different looks, you know, like different type of corners. So I like that, vary that up. Um, and I really like their late round grabs. They got DJ Wanham. Um, Kenny Wilkless, and then James Lynch, who were both all three productive pass rushers in college. Mm -hmm. And then they grabbed Nate Stanley in the seventh round, who I think can be a backup QB in this league. So that's a great flyer to take. Um, So yeah, overall, I really liked the Vikings draft.
0: I think think they did great. Um, Like you said, the big question is, and that was my question too, is what happens if Jefferson can't play the outside? Because then you can't function with two slot wide receivers. So, we agree on that end. I love Gladney. Gladly probably my second player, second favorite player behind in the draft behind of of course Cushenberry. Um, I I think they did a home run job. I I gave them a B plus just because of the Jefferson slot question. Dang, you ding you ding them out of an A from that for that. I did because I know it'd be a waste pick. You know what I mean? Like it would be a wasted pick because th- there there's other guys on the board. Their, Piven was still on the board at that point. You know what I mean? Like I, I look at it like this: like the Vikings' window right now is they want to win now, and they need that big play wide receiver on the outside, or excuse me, someone that can play on the outside. And if that's going to be the missing piece, you kind of have to ding him. Mm-hmm. So
1: fair. fair. I give him an A minus. Okay. That,
0: 'Cause I still thought
1: their draft as a whole it was so
0: good. Oh, yeah. I mean I love Hand. I mean, I think he's gonna be their their starting safety. I think they're actually gonna move him to safety. But I, I mean they so. did, they they did a great job. Now let's get to one of the most confusing drafts ever for a contending team. The Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I um, mean what the hell?
1: They, like, it's just simple. Anyone that watches football or just understands how drafts work, they know that the Packers have the worst wide-receiving core, or one of the worst wide-receiving cores in the NFL outside of Devontae Adams. This is a historically deep wide-receiver class. You don't draft your Hall of Fame QB a wide receiver. Like, I can understand, okay, maybe you didn't draft one in the first few rounds, which I disagree with, but still, you don't draft any. You don't take a flyer on any. Um, That didn't make any sense. Um, The Jordan Love pick in round one, I actually didn't mind it at all because I feel like Jordan Love's upside is so high that if he sits behind Rodgers for a little bit, then he can assume Rodgers' role in a couple years. Um, So that pick was fine to me. AJ Dillon in the second round. I feel like the Packers really needed to draft a running back with Williams' contract running out. Jones, but A.J. Dillon doesn't make sense for their outside zone run scheme that they have. Um, So that didn't really make sense, especially in the second round. Then round three, they draft a blocking tight end, Josiah Degura, who they plan on using as a fullback, which doesn't make sense to draft a fullback in the third round, especially when you need a wide receiver. It just felt like they were neglecting trying to make Aaron Rodgers mad this entire draft.
0: I mean, there's all these rumors going around that LaFleur and Rogers don't like each other. And I look at this, this was totally a power move by LaFleur and he was just like, Hey, you know, I'm gonna show you how much power I have. You're not running the plays I'm calling Audible and you're I'm gonna show you how much power I have in the in the organization. And in 2021, they can move out of his contract, and Green Bay is notorious for giving coaches an extended time. So I think this is just, hey, you know, I am buy myself a couple extra years by drafting my guy, and when Rodgers leaves, if Green Bay tries to fire him, will be like, well, I've been developing this guy, even though the floor doesn't really have a history of developing quarterbacks, though. So, I mean, I love, love, I, I love, love, too, and... I love his arm talent. I actually had him graded as the second-highest quarterback in this draft. Um, But I just don't know how much Rodgers is actually going to teach him and if LaFleur is going to be able to develop him. And then the A.J. Dillon pick, is he trying just to turn this into Tennessee North? I I really don't know um, what they're doing. Because he's that big guy who reminds everyone of Derrick Henry – I mean, it's just, this is one of the most confusing drafts in the world. The only person I think that's actually going to contribute next year was a six-round John Runyon, the offensive lineman from Michigan. I think he could actually start.
1: And, yeah, he was their only pick that I graded above a C, besides the Jordan Love pick, which I said why. But, mm.
0: yeah. Oh, and I totally agree. I think Love has the potential to be good good here. But, as I mean, I'm a coach, and... I think you have to have the right coaching, and I just don't know if he's going to get the right coaching in Green Bay. I gave them an F. What did you give them? I
1: gave them, yeah, I gave them an F+, plus, but which it doesn't even exist, so technically an F. <laughs> love,
0: love, love was the plus mark, I'm guessing? Yes. All right, so now let's go to Motown, my Lions, And I'll tell you what. I, I had... I thought they could have done more. What do you think?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: I just Because they got... I thought they could have played it better by saying, hey, we're going to move on from Stanford, get someone to trade up, but not really move on from Matt, and then get Okuya from uh, Ohio State. The second round, I mean, you just drafted on Johnson. You have no pass rushers. And Espinessa and um, Matos were still on the board. And then you draft the kid from Ohio State who's coming off a broken leg. Okenwa, o- is that how you pronounce his name? Oh,
1: Aquara o- is actually from Notre Dame. From they Notre Dame,
0: draft. excuse me. From Notre yeah. Dame, excuse me. You draft the kid from Notre Dame, I'm sorry, who's coming off that broken fibula. Like, is he going to even have that push to get off the line? I don't even know. You, then you draft Jackson, who, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's great, but my boy Cushionberry was still on the board, and I think is going to be a star in this league. I, I mean, not, you know what I mean, though? I think he's going to be really good at just making a line better. I think he's kind of like um, Nelson from Indianapolis. And then Sternberg, he got called for 14, penalt- 14 holding penalties last year. That's awful. I just... I don't know. I mean that fourteen geez, I didn't even know that much. Fourteen holding penalties. Like that that blows my mind. And you could take that kid in the fourth round. And then they drafted the the wide receiver, um yep, from, yeah, from Wisconsin. uh Wisconsin that Okuya uh, was raving about, but he had some off the field stuff and they already have a, a deep wide receiver core. And then why you drafted Huntley a running back when you already have Swift that you drafted and had Johnson before. I mean, I gave him a C. What were you at with the Lions? Um, round one, I, I was going to ding them for not trading back, but I can't always assume
1: trading back options are always there. So maybe the Dolphins and Chargers were content just to stand Pat. So I'm not going to ding them for that. Kudo will fit in. He fits this scheme perfectly. Um, he'll be their Stefan Gilmore um, for this Belichickian-type defense. Patricia always wants to run round two they take swift and I love swift but they had so many more areas they could have addressed and I'm a big believer in carry on johnson so it didn't really make sense
0: you're a carry on guy what'd you say you're a carry on guy
1: yeah I think he's I think he can be a bell cow if he's uh, he has injury concerns clearly but I think he's a good running back
0: he gets dinged what do you up. Think of him? I he gets hurt way too much. I thought I liked him too, but he got hurt so flipping much. He just couldn't be on the field. They're running out there with Bo Scarborough. I mean, <laughs> it was it was terrible last year in the backfield. But go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt.
1: Yeah, no, no. When you guys were running out, David Lowe and uh, Scarborough, it was like Oh, rough times to be a Lions fan.
0: Man, it was awful, man.
1: Awful. Um, Aquara. I feel like he fits really nice next to his brother because they're both uh, very different. Like, they can play inside, outside of each other, so I didn't hate that as much. Um, one of them's, like, a speedy, edge-rushing type, and then the others fill the gap, um, gap control defensive end. Um, so I didn't hate that pick as much. Then Jonah Jackson, I think he might have the best pass-blocking sets in the entire class, mm-hmm. so I didn't hate that pick as well. Senberg. Um, I feel like it was just like a fourth-round flyer, like a big guy. They need to address the
2: guard position, so take a dart at him. If he pans out, okay. If not, so um, it, yeah.
1: then that's fine. And then Cephas, I feel like he was picked so late that that's that pick is fine. He can maybe develop. Uh, but overall, I was still disappointed in the Lions. I feel like they could have done more with their draft position.
0: I gave him a C. What'd you give him?
1: Yeah, C plus. Uh,
0: so now let's talk. Let's talk Bears and just kind of how Philadelphia wants to be known as uh, what is it? Quarterback U. Bears <sighs> want to be known as tight end U. Because they had nine tight ends and then drafted the local kid Cole Komet in the second round. And I really just kind of feel that was kind of a pick to keep the fan base happy because he's a local kid from Arlington Heights, which is a suburb out here of Chicago. And I mean, I, this was one of my Fs. There was only two players they drafted that I actually liked. And that was my boy, Vendor and Moody, the wide receiver from Tulane. I just, I think pace is just, I think this is his last year. Um, they really didn't address the offensive line to the seventh round, which there was a glaring weakness that they just didn't get to the seventh round. I don't know. I'm not really, not really a, a Jalen Johnson guy. How about you? Ooh,
1: he was one of my guys, like actually in the class. Oh, okay. Um, I really like him because he's long. He's very good at playing that uh, press man for like a little bit and then dropping off in his own coverage because of his length. But yeah, I'm really not too big a fan of this draft class. So did Cole Komet? Wait, where are you saying?
0: Did, so did you have Johnson? Because my big thing was I thought D- I had Digs higher than Johnson.
1: Did oh, Johnson was actually my cornerback four. Okay. So it went um, Akuda, Henderson, Ful- uh, Christian Fulton, and then Johnson's for me. Okay. All right. Um. So Komet, yeah, like you have. When I saw that they had nine tight ends already on the roster, I thought that was like literally a joke. Like, I honestly didn't think any team could have that many. Like, or why would you? So, and then they paid Jimmy Graham that money in the offseason, like a two year deal, and basically bid against themselves because I don't know who's going to pay Jimmy Graham after the season he's had. Um, so, yeah, Komet, and I had a third round grade on him, so I wasn't, yeah. But then Johnson, I had a top. 30. I have him as a top 30 player in this class, so mm-hmm. I like that big. And then I like Wilder because he
0: can play that man coverage, very athletic. He can run. He's the perfect flyer to take in the late right. And rounds. he competes. He competes hard. Like the, When he played against Minnesota, LSU, and uh, Clemson, he went toe-to-toe with those guys. He won't He won't back down cause he's just, just because he's a small school Georgia, Georgia Southern guy. And then I didn't watch Mooney enough. I heard that they're trying
1: to use him in the Tyreek Hill role, but then again, I don't think... Their offense is creative enough to do that, anyway.
0: So. You're not a you're not a two lane football type of guy. <laughs> Can't say
2: I've tuned into too many two lane games. Damn.
1: Yeah,
0: see when you're when you're me and you you bet football, you have to watch a lot of the lower level ga- games. That's why I know way too much about these lower level guys. Um, gotcha. With them drafting C- Clement and signing Graham, my big takeaway from this draft was I think they've already decided Nick Foles is going to be the starter because Foles historically throws the tight end more than Mitch Trubisky does. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know, like, Gibson, I think, has a good potential as an edge, edge rusher, but potential, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of – Pace and Nagy's clock, in my eyes, are kind of running out. Um I actually I gave them an F because I only really like two of the picks, as I said.
1: Um, I gave them a D plus just because okay. I feel like Comet can be a starting tight end, even though I didn't like the pick in general. But and then I'm big on Jalen Johnson and mm-hmm. Hilder. So I gave them a D plus, but okay. I mean it was one of my lower end grades, so.
0: Now the next team is kinda interesting to me. They're a perfect model of how not to manage a salary cap the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I their draft was interesting to me because I really thought when they drafted Van Jefferson at 57 cuz Cleveland the the offensive tackle from Boise State was still on the board. I really thought they would address the offensive line in that scenario in that draft excuse, that draft pick, excuse me. But by them not doing it kind of tells me they're happy with their line and they think they're going to get the same level of line play they got in the second half of the season this upcoming year. And it, it was an interesting draft. What what did you think of their draft?
1: Um, they took Cam Akers, who I know is your guy. Oh, but, dude. Um, they just drafted Darrell Henderson last year. Yeah. And I feel like they hadn't even really given him a chance yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like that wasn't a need that needed to be addressed. Throw line had way more holes. So I didn't like that pick per se for them, um, even though Akers is a good player. Um,
0: I, I read this Van's, thing. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're but about the Henderson thing, I read this thing. McVeigh said he had to do a better job of carrying out the play. So between mm. that quote and the Acres pick, I think... I think Akers is going to be the lead back. What do you think?
1: Um, I'm not really sure yet. I feel like they'll still roll with Malcolm Brown. um, Because, I don't know, Akers... I don't see him with that tier of, like, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift that is right there, ready to play now. Uh Um, So I think he's got a learning curve.
2: Okay. But
1: we'll see. I didn't know that quote happened, so...
0: And then... uh... Alright, then they picked Van Jefferson.
1: Van Jefferson was another one of my guys in this class who I wrote about as one of my favorite prospects, but I didn't understand it at first, because I was like, they have Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson works best out the slot, so why'd they draft another Cooper Cup? But then I realized
2: his contract's expiring at the end of the year. And there's no way they can afford him. Yeah, so I like this pick. Then they drafted Terrell Lewis,
1: who has a ton of injury concerns, but I feel like if his injury concerns were limited a little bit, he would have been a first-round pick in this class. So, I like that. Take a gamble. Take a high-risk player. I mean, high-risk, high-reward player. Um, they drafted a Birds. out of Utah. Which, I feel like their safety room is fine. So Again, he they can still better draft the offensive line.
0: He can play slot, though. So, He's it really wouldn't could. surprise me if they moved him to the slot. Because I think that The North, excuse me, the West, I think is going to be a little bit more pass heavy this year as as opposed to years past.
1: Yeah. And then they also drafted a tight end, Bryant. Wait, was it Bryant? No, they drafted Hopkins, my bad. Um, They drafted Hopkins. But I'm a big believer in Gerald Everett. And I feel like if they gave him the chance to uh, thrive in the fold as like the primary tight end instead of splitting time with Higby. I think he could be really productive in a top 10, 15 tight end, but I mean, Hopkins is a good player if McVeigh saw something. I trust his judgment to use him effectively. So.
0: But I mean, the Hopkins I mean, pick, to me, kind of told me like they're just not going to re-sign ever because his, his contract, I think, is not up I think two years, yeah, I I can
1: think? see they don't believe in him as much as I do.
0: So. And But it was weird, though, because there was a quote from the combine and McVeigh was like yeah we got to get Everett the ball more and then you draft a tight end and you just sign um who's the other tight end? Higby Uh so I don't know like it's just one of those things where this I gave him a C with but I gave him the potential of a B plus if Lewis can stay healthy if that makes sense
1: I gave them a C+. Plus. I was just very disappointed that they didn't address the O line. I know they played well at the end of the year, but I don't think that's actually how they are. I think, um, but then they also grabbed some good players, so I can't complain too much. So,
0: C plus. And now we're on to the team that you completely nailed with saying with what they would do with the first round pick, the yeah. Seattle Seahawks. I actually I only like two guys that they picked. Well, what did you think about this draft? Yeah, their first two picks,
1: like Jordan Brooks, like that came out of nowhere. I, I mean, I said that they would do something like that, but I yeah. didn't know that they would actually do it again. LJ Collier last year, Jordan Brooks this year. Um, then in the second round, they take Darrell Taylor, who I didn't have a high grade on. I think I graded him fifth round. They took him in the second round and traded up for him. Yeah. Um, then the third pick. They finally addressed the O line, which I don't know why they refused to neglect the O line for Russell Wilson. Um, they, wait, what was his name? Uh, Lewis. Yeah, out Lewis. Of LSU. But
0: I mean, like, yeah. my problem with that pick was Josh Jones, Jonah Jackson, and my boy yeah. Kush were still were still on the board, and I had those three higher than Lewis.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing; they're also way more refined pass lockers than. Um, and I know the Seahawks want to run the ball, but you gotta give Russell Wilson some help because Lewis still need, has a ways to go as a yeah. pass blocker. So I, I I don't understand the Seahawks front office sometimes.
0: And then they picked the tight end from Stanford, Parkinson, who in my eyes he just he was that guy who had all the potential in the world. And he just did nothing at Stanford. I thought he underachieved, and you already signed Olsen. and you have was named Disby coming back from injury. So that pick made zero sense to me. But he, I mean, he can jump. He can win a jump on the end zone. But I just they, I yeah, felt they had bigger needs than taking him in the fourth round.
1: Yeah, I also didn't like the Parkinson pick as much when they took Sullivan in the seventh round. That's my boy. Also, can be that. Uh, tight end mismatch problem that they drafted parkinson to be i like him as a player but yeah if you're going to take two of the same sort of guy who's who are both lacking as blockers then just take one of them and address somewhere else i know they didn't know he was going to be there but still
0: and then they took um dj dallas the running back from uh miami and that kind of tells me that Either the Carson or the Penny injury is a little bit more severe than than what they're advertising. Just because it doesn't, why would you waste a pick on a running back when you already have two guys? So I wasn't really a fan of that pick. And then we get to Elton Robinson from the Q's, Syracuse. He had a great 2018 season, but he took a step back last year. But I think he has a niche in this league as a uh, situational pass rusher.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Which would they take him in the fifth or sixth round? Fifth I think round. That's,
0: that's fifth fine. round. Yeah. Fifth round fire and a guy that could be a situational pass rusher, I think, is great. And then you're right in the seventh round. I love Sullivan. I think he is great. Um, the converted wide receiver. Just he just he has one year of playing tight end in college, so he doesn't know any of the blocking. And I think once he does that, I think they have a steal. I think he'll he could make in this league easily. And his route running, and he's a home run ready to happen, so it'll be a huge mismatch against the uh, linebackers. But I gave Seattle a D just because I couldn't get past the first five picks they had.
1: Yeah, I gave them a D plus, Just slightly more
0: so, Um Now let's get to the 49ers. Um, I thought this was a pretty good draft for the 49ers. I mean, I'm a factor in. I'm a factor Trent Williams is one of the picks because they drafted draft capital for him um i love kinlock because he's going to come in and he's going to replace um the forest buckner who was traded to the colts so their front four which was a strength last year in the defense is going to stay intact um they got a perfect guy to go along debo on the outside and the kid from asu um brandon anuk which i think was a great pick and then they also added another wide receiver, Jennings, from Tennessee in the seventh round. And he averaged 7.5 yards a catch, and he caused 30 missed tackles last year. And I just think the 49ers, they're just, I mean, I really, we talked last time, we said they were going to trade, but we didn't, we had it trading differently, adding more capital. They actually got less capital, and I think they improved their team greatly. I give them a B+. Plus.
1: That's the same grid I gave them. I said the Kinlaw speak, pick, speaks volumes on their front office, having the foresight to um, get ahead of paying like of cap or cap space problem. And he's going to be a problem on the interior, especially with those edge rushers that they have on the outside already. I think Kinlaw has got all pro potential. He can be that to Forrest Buckner in a few years and he's already a good player. So, um, Brandon Ayuk, I didn't like him as a first-round wide receiver in general, but for him to go to the 49ers and that Shanahan offense, I think they'll scheme him great touches Perfect where he place can on. return that value as a first-round wide receiver. Perfect place. Um, Yeah, and then Trent Williams, for them to lose Joe Staley and then turn that around and grab Trent Williams, that's just great front office and props to John Lynch.
0: Um. My only two worries about Trent is he's going to be 32 and by the time football hopefully starts um it'll be 500 days since the last time he played a down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is a definitely a concern. But I still think he has it in him to play at a good level mm-hmm. especially while they're contending, you
0: know? Yeah, I mean I I gave him a like a B plus. I I think they did a shockingly a good job.
1: Yeah. And then Jennings Earlier on in the scouting process, I had a really high grade on him, mm-hmm. but then other receivers just passed him up, but that doesn't speak or make me speak any less of him. To grab him in the seventh round was a steal. So,
0: And I mean, it's definitely like, the 49ers kind of have these dudes, these like prototypical wide receivers they look for, and he, he totally fits the bill. Yep. Um. Now... Let's move on to the Cardinals. And I first of all, I want to say I'm so glad they didn't draft the wide receiver here. Um, yeah, that would. The first pick, they got Isaiah Simmons instead of drafting the offensive line. And I think you and I can both agree the offensive line is a mer- major area of concern because Murray was sacked 48 times last year. What <laughs> did you think of them taking Simmons instead of an offensive lineman?
1: I saw in one of your recent posts that you weren't a big fan Of them taking Simmons because you wanted them to address the O line. Uh Um, And then you weren't big on Josh Jones. I sort of disagree with that because Simmons, to me, top three player in this class, Mm. I'm going to take him if he falls to me at eight. Yeah. And then they were lucky enough that every other team passed on Josh Jones. And if I'm correct, I think Josh Jones is, what, 23, meaning he's like more refined as a pass blocker than most people in this class, so I thought that was a a steal to get him, so I was fine with them passing. At first, I was hesitant that they took Simmons, because I didn't think they'd be able to get a tackle like
2: that with their third-round pick, but they did, so I liked what they did.
0: Um, And then they added the two um, defensive linemen, which I loved, Lawrence and Fatou from um, Utah, which is just going to improve that defensive line and help get some, get some uh, pressure on the quarterback, which is so big. And they got a sneaky pick in the seventh round, Benjamin from ASU, who I, I really like, he had some concerns with some drops, but I think in the uh, Cliff Kingsbury offense, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to get some touches this year.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, as you said, going back to the interior defensive linemen, the Cardinals are one of those teams that has like a lot of finesse, but not too much power, not too much strength on their yep. team. So to drive two of those guys, I like that. Then um, they took Evan Weaver, the linebacker, out of Cal. And I think he doesn't have like the physical upside of other linebacker prospects, but he's like that David Woodward mold that he can just play. He has mm-hmm. a nose for the football. He, fun- he makes tackles. So I like that pick, and then as you said, you know Benjamin, um, in seventh round. I had a fourth round grade, late fourth, early fifth round grade on him. So to get that,
0: that's a steal. Replace David Johnson a little bit, you know. I so. think I think it's a great pick, and I think he's going to be in right away. I gave him a C plus, just because. I mean, if you don't like, I said before earlier when we we're talking about I forget who we we're talking about. um... But if the quarterback doesn't take that step in the second year, I feel they're not going to take it. And I just feel Murray took way too many hits. I don't want to turn into uh, David Carr 2.0. Yeah. So well, I gave him a C C+. What, what did you end up giving him?
1: I gave them really high. I gave them an A okay. because I feel like Murray will instantly be better just from having Hopkins getting open earlier. Mm-hmm. And then Josh Jones, his best thing is a pass blocker, which will help Murray tremendously. And then they got Isaiah Simmons, who I'm super high on. So mm-hmm. overall, I like the Cardinals draft. I gave them an A. Okay. All right.
0: So now we just finished the NFC. So now let's jump into the AFC. Um, We're going to start with the East. Let's start with the uh, J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. So they had – they. I mean, Becton, Becton was that guy you either love or you hated him. I had him fourth on my board where, in terms of offensive tackles. Where did you have him?
1: Yeah, he was my offensive tackle four, and he Mm -hmm. was one of my my not-my-guys for this draft
0: class. Yeah, just because he's, like, he's big, and I just, there's these rumors that he likes to eat. Is he going to be able to keep that weight in check? And, I mean, can you, I don't know what drug it was, but, I mean, the combine's, like, the biggest thing in your career. If it's weed, can you lay off the weed for the combine? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Have some sort of sense of what's going on. So I'm not a Beckton guy either, but they kind of, like you said, they kind of, I mean, they needed it because Darnold has been sacked 63 times in two years. But both of us could easily see him busting. Yeah, but I will say with the Beckton pick,
1: they sort of set the tone for the rest of the draft. It felt like they were either swinging for a home run or going to strike out on each pick. Like next pick, they took Denzel Mims, who I didn't like as a first-round wide receiver, but they clearly needed a wide receiver, so to get him there and with the superstar potential, it made me sort of like the Beckett pick more. Yeah, you know, because okay. right. of the strategy that they're going.
0: I agree with. I actually liked picks, um, their last one, two, three, four, five. their last like seven picks more than I liked their first two picks because I'm not a Mims guy. I like I really think he's gonna struggle to separate against NFL DBs. But I understand the pick like you were saying because they do need a wide receiver one because they got Crowder and Perryman, and that's basically it. Um I like the Davis kid from Cal. I think he can play all over the place, and if Jamal Adams is traded, he can just fill in that round, that that um that position. And I really like the edge rusher they got. Um I'm not even going to pronounce the name. Zuniga? Yeah. yeah. I really like him, and to find that value in the third round was great. The Perryman pick was interesting because they can get out of the Bell contract after this year. So, and, um, so I found that interesting. And the next pick was interesting, too, because Morgan can sling the ball, the quarterback from FIU. And I'm not a Sam Darnold guy. I, he's one of the guys. I can't. I don't think he's that good. I've never seen a quarterback get more pass on just his potential than Sam Darnold. And it kind of tells me like, hey, you got to do it this year, Sammy boy, or we we just drafted someone who's your replacement.
1: Yeah. Um, as far as Morgan, I just whenever I watched him, I just saw him as a guy with a big arm. Like mm-hmm. I don't see him as really like an NFL. QB like our starter, like maybe he'll be a backup that's got a strong arm, but I don't I don't know. I thought there was better QB prospects on the board that they could have taken a flyer on, but yeah, I mean that really just speaks to their draft. They just were swinging for home runs because this strong arm QB.
0: But um, I mean, they got Hall in the uh, fifth round, who in my eyes is a steal because if it wasn't for that leg injury he had, he would have been in the, a second round pick.
1: Yeah, Hall was the only. Pick that I loved just straight up, like mm. looking at the board. Like okay. the Mims pick, I liked it because of their strategy that they were going. They're gonna swing for a home run, but the Hall pick, it was just a steal in general to oh. grab him in the fifth round. Excellent zone covered corner, um, like you said, would have had a second round grade if it weren't for the leg. Yeah, yeah.
0: I but I mean overall, I they got some dudes. I gave them a B plus.
1: Ah, I gave them a C. Cause so this is, it was still just so, like, up and down for me.
0: One time I gave, gave him higher than you, man. Um, all right, so now let's go to the team that's going to be the hardest one to, to grade, the Patriots. I mean, okay. like, because they always, like, get these dudes, and you know they're going to play, but they're always these, like, dudes that no one's really ever heard of that are low on boards and they overreach. They... For him. I really thought they should have stayed in the first round and drafted Jordan Love. I think this would have been the perfect spot for him to go to. But they traded back and they got um the safety from Kyle Duggar. Yeah, from yeah. got what what was the college you went to? Some D three score.
1: Lenore yeah. or something like that. Yeah.
0: And then basically every other pick was a kicker from Marshall or someone from Alabama <sighs> or Michigan. So I mean I just they got the two tight ends, which I really feel like this year um, they're gonna pound the ball more because um, their center is finally healthy and the uh, tackle they drafted from Georgia last year, who missed half the season, I'm spacing on his name. He's healthy. I think this is gonna be more of a Sony Michelle ground and pound team this year. Um, I just I gave him a D just because. Every time they picked, I had someone else higher and a bigger need that they needed than the pick they took. If that makes yeah. if I worded that right, what did what did you think of this draft? Um, my notes on them: their first two picks, they took athletes. They took Duggar and Uche, um, Uche uh,
1: out of Michigan. Yeah, um, both those guys are very raw. But the thing is, if any team's going to coach up a raw guy, I feel like it's going to be the Patriots. But still, that doesn't excuse that. Uh, there were better people on the board for me. Um, in the third round, I really like Jennings because I feel like he's a high-floor guy. He can fit that Van role offer a bunch of different looks. Mm-hmm. And he's very different from Uche. Um, so I like that. The two tight ends, I was just like, okay. Like I thought there were better tight ends on the board, too. I think both of them weren't in my top ten tight
0: ends. I think they're just gonna um, go twelve and just run the crap out of their ball this year.
1: Yeah. And then the kicker, you really don't need to draft a kicker, in my from, opinion. Especially from when Jake Fromm was on the board, like I mean, at least take a fire on I don't know. And so they took some guys at the end of the rounds and I was just like I'd never heard them. I didn't even see them on draft boards. Yeah. So I gave them a D plus. Yeah, I gave but, them a D. I mean Who knows? Bill can coach them up
0: and get production from one of these random guys. So, I don't know. It could be higher. Now, let's go to a team that has a lot of hype around the season. I'll personally, I don't see it. The Miami Dolphins. Really? Oh,
1: oh, okay. I thought you were going to say the Bills. No, no, no.
0: The Dolphins. I'm sorry. Um, So, this draft, like, I'm not going to go on my 15-minute tour rant because everyone's heard it (laughs) by now. I don't like Tua. I think he's going to be a bust, so I'll just skip over that. Now we're going to get to Austin Jackson, who was the fifth best tackle on a lot of people's boards. But to take him at the 20th pick, I thought was a stretch. I thought they could have moved down for him. And then hypothetically, if someone were to take him, Jones from Houston was still on the board. You know what I mean? So there's still options on the board instead of stretching for Austin Jackson. And then they drafted Noah I with the um, – they traded back to, like, the 30th pick to get him, I believe. And you just drafted a corner, and you just signed both those two cornerbacks in the off season which makes zero sense to me. I love Robert Hunt. Like, I think I had Hunt, I believe, as my top-rated guard in this draft. I think that's a great pick. And I like guys that play for something. And um this this kid was homeless. And he's using this to provide for his family. And like when you're playing for something like that, you know you're gonna get Max effort all the time. I mean, I have him as a 12 year starter in the league hands down. Um, really? And then uh, Jones from Texas, like, I see him transitioning to Slot Corner, but you already drafted Noah I and you already have those two other cornerbacks that you, that you, um, that you signed in the off season. I mean, if they would have took McKinney with a Noah I pick, you know, I I, I could have liked that a lot better. But also to get Curtis Weaver in the fifth round was a steal. The only two people I like on this whole draft board are Hunt and Weaver. Everyone else, I have some serious questions about.
1: Mm, I said my only two picks that I liked were Kinley and Weaver. Okay. I um, didn't... I guess I didn't watch enough of Hunt to get that um, out of him, and I didn't know that he was homeless. Um,
0: Dude, we got to get you watching some Sunbelt football, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I came away from this draft. Super underwhelmed. Um, regardless of what you think about Tua, like he's not going to be a talent that transcends a terrible O-line, especially with his own injury concerns. Mm-hmm. And then so they took him there. At five, and then they draft a tackle, Austin Jackson, who I had a second-round grade on. I feel like he needs to sit for a year or two learn, which he can't really afford to sit and learn with their terrible offensive line. Um, then they're, the Dolphins roster just isn't good. Like They overachieved for what they have, and one of the few places they're actually good is cornerback. They got Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, who is top five cornerback duo in the league. And I know you need a slot corner, but that's not something you need to address.
2: Especially
0: with McKinney still on the board. Could you imagine if they had those two and McKinney? That back four would be legit. Mm -hmm. Or your boy Winfield. I mean,
1: Winfield Del Pitt. Yeah, and any of those guys would have been a better pick.
0: I mean, Um, it just for having so many picks. I think they. I gave him a D plus. I didn't like this draft at all. Yeah, that's what I gave them as well. So, I just, I don't know. I think and the whole thing like you mentioned with the offensive line. My analogy with that is if I live in Chicago here, cold winters, I'm not going to buy a Lamborghini unless I have a garage to store it. in. You know what I mean? Like <sighs> I'm going to protect my asset. And yeah. if you don't have that a, an offensive line to protect a young quarterback, I mean, you're, it's an uphill battle. Um, all right, so now let's get to the Bills. Um, the thing that frustrated me about this Bills draft is I really don't know how many people are going to see the field on, cause they, their second round pick, they got, um, Espenza, the kid from Iowa, the pass rusher, but their D line is already stacked. So how much is he really going to see the field? Um, Third round, they got Zach Moss, who's basically Frank, the new Frank Gore. And it's going to make this, this um, backfield very frustrating for fantasy players because between Moss and Singletary, you don't know who's going to get the goal line carries or it's going to be a week-to-week thing. They drafted two wide receivers in Davis and Hoggins, but they already have Browns Brown and um, Diggs. I don't know how much those guys are going to be on the field. Um, and then they got Jake Fromm, and my buddy Dan loves Jake Jake Fromm because his mom is hot, he says, so, I mean, I'll <laughs> I'll give him credit for that, but, you know, it's just one of those things, like, I just don't, bes- besides Zach Moss, who, who's going to be on the field? I had a very different outlook on the village calf class. Okay. I was a big fan of it, because Epinesa, I feel like he is a... Uh, first-round caliber prospect, and he fell
1: to them all the way midway through the second round. And he's sort of that tweener that everyone, I guess, was hesitant to take. Um, But that just makes me feel like he can play multiple positions, so he's going to find a way onto the field, in
2: my opinion.
0: he ate Jackson up in that bowl game when Iowa played USC. He ate Jackson up.
1: So I'm a big fan of his. Moss, um, I had him, like, fifth, neck-and-neck, Fifth and 6th uh, in terms of my running back rankings with Acres. Okay. Um, I feel like Devin
2: Singletary is good, but I feel like Moss has a higher ceiling. As far as next year, I don't. I wouldn't trust him in like fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think he has a higher upside than Singletary, so mm-hmm. I like that pick for down the road. Um, Gabriel Davis, he went to UCF, um, which is my favorite college football team. Okay. But I didn't see it as an NFL wide receiver. But he's going to the Bills and. Um, he runs a lot of go routes. Uses his uh, his athleticism.
0: So I think he's a Josh Allen type of receiver to use. But Allen is um, so inaccurate. That's my big yeah. nod with Josh Allen. He just he's just has those accuracy issues.
1: Yeah, Josh Allen. I really need to see something from him because if he was actually any any bit accurate, I would love the Bills as like a Super Bowl contender, like an outside Super Bowl contender. But he, he's not he's so inconsistent um they also added Isaiah Hodgins as you mentioned he's a very good route runner um sort of like a poor man's Adam Thielen just okay. very silky smooth with his his routes and then they drafted Dane Jackson in the seventh round who's similar to Kendall Builder just another great athlete uh, worthy flyer to take late in the draft um
0: so, I gave him a I, I gave him a C minus just because, like I said, I just I mean I like Espenza too, but I just don't know because their D line is so good, how much he's actually gonna play.
1: I gave them an A minus because okay. I I thought every pick was stellar. Oh, and then one more thing, Jake Fromm. Um, I'm actually a believer of him in his because I feel like he'll be like a top fifteen to twenty quarterback. Like if someone drafted him. Um, late without expectations. I feel like he could be a very serviceable backup that could assume the starter role. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to make the right pass. Um, So to see him slip, I think it makes sense, and he's the opposite of Josh Allen. So if you ever get tired of Josh Allen's inaccuracy or wild throws fumble problems, you could bring in Jake Fromm,
0: and he's just going to execute the offense. And it's another one I I brought up earlier with it's like a quarterback a rookie quarterback on his uh, sorry, quarterback on his rookie deal toward the end of it and you bring in another guy and you're kind of like, "Hey man, get it right or we got this another young guy we're going to replace you with." Uh yeah. Um, yeah, I gave him a C minus. Um you gave him an A minus. Okay, now let's go on to your hometown Titans. Um the first pick they took Isaiah Wilson, which they obviously did to help with the Conklin loss. Um I thought that was a little bit of a reach. I thought they could have drafted a pass rusher. Gross Matos would have been perfect here because they definitely need someone to get to the quarterback. Um, And then the next pick, they took Fulton from LSU. And I found it with Fulton, you either loved him or you hated him. I had him third on my board right behind um, Henderson and uh, Okuda. Where, Where did you have him on your board?
1: Yeah, he was third. I can see
0: quarterback three, and then I love Evans, the kid from Appalachian State. But the the thing with him is he's a zone running back, okay? Yeah. And Tennessee was the fourth worst zone running team, so the pick made no sense to me. You know what I mean? Like what? Um, I don't know. And they, then they basically drafted a poor man's Jameis Winston. In the seventh round, in Cole McDonald. Um, what uh, what did you think of this pick?
1: Um, as far as the Wilson one, I had a third round grade on him. The only redeeming part about the pick is he's a good run blocker. Uh, maybe they kick him into guard, see what he's got there, because his footwork as a tackle wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a good run blocker, but that's pretty much all I'll say. Fulton might have been the best pick in the entire draft to see how far he fell and where they got him at. And they still need cornerbacks uh, to replace Logan Ryan. I thought that was a great pick. Um, Evans, as you said, I had a lot of questions about that pick. Um, Just because you said he doesn't fit their scheme. He's very different from Derrick Henry.
0: And that's the Um, big thing with running backs that I've noticed. Um, It's just all about the scheme. The scheme and who's blocking in front of you. So... And you saw that last year um, with with the Falcons. Like I don't think you and I were talking as much as we do now. But um, Dirk Cutter has a zone. Excuse me, is a more of a power straight ahead running system, and uh, Devontae Freeman is a zone runner. So you'd watch Falcons game, and Freeman would just go running straight ahead into the guard's ass, and you're like, "What the hell are you doing?" So it's just one of those things. Like I, I, I. I love Evans, and I guess that's why I'm so frustrated about the pick.
2: Yeah, Um,
1: and then you mentioned Cole McDonald Um, in the seventh round. He's got like upside, like you said, Jameis Winston type.
0: So I like that. He's very different from Tannehill. Um, I don't know. Mine was more the reference. Mine was more the reference of of all the interceptions.
1: Oh yeah, but I mean,
0: yeah, never mind. I mean, that was kind of my thing because, I don't know, did you watch, God, was it the Hawaii Bowl against BYU? He got benched because of how much he was throwing that ball, the INT. So, I don't know. Like, I've, I've watched, that's another team I watch too much of, Hawaii. Um, I gave the Titans a C.
1: I gave them a C plus.
0: Okay. All right. Now we get to the Jaguars. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I like... How they're starting the the, the whole build process. I love CJ Henderson. When you and I talked before, you know, we both agree he's elite cover corner. There are some questions about his tackling, but I not I personally don't think he's as bad as everyone else is saying. They got a great edge rusher with a 20th pick with uh Chessine from LSU. Then they got um the wide receiver Scho. Oh my god. Yeah, from um, Colorado. Who, if he stay can stay healthy, I think he's a good find. And then they went um, D line in the third with Hamilton. They got a great offensive tackle prospect, um, Ben Batch from uh, St. John's, Minnesota, and he's another guy. He had to come up with his own program to put on weight so it could be drafted. Oh my god, I threw up when I saw it. But you're telling me. That kid's going to do that. You know what I mean? And then you're going to come here, and now you have all these nutritionists. I mean, this kid's going to thrive in the NFL because now he actually has the coaching and what he needs. And then I'm a huge Michigan State guy. You got Scott who can slide in and play the cornerback. I mean, I they're starting to build the foundation. I would have liked them to, to maybe take an offensive tackle that could contribute right away because Minshew is going to take a beating this year. I actually gave them a C plus just because they didn't address the um, offensive line and weren't able to trade um, Fournette or the defensive lineman. That was my big thing why I gave them a knock. But I kind of like what they're starting to re- how they're starting to rebuild the rebuild process in Jacksonville. What do you think?
1: I like the Jackson the Jaguars draft. They sort of talked a little bit before the draft and we were like they're in no man's land, like not a good position. Don't envy them. But I thought they came out of this draft doing pretty well for themselves. Um, we talked about Henderson. I don't know if I would have taken him um, at nine like they did, but I mean, obviously he's a great player, so that's fine. But um, then they take Kayla Vaughn to replace Ngakwe, and I'm just thinking that's a fearful young pass rushing duo between Josh Allen and Chase uh, Case, Chase on mm-hmm. on the side. Um, so I really like that. That's that's looking good for the future. Chenault makes this. Uh, gives Minshew more weapons between Westbrook, Chark, and Chennault. I think that's a pretty solid wide receiving core. Not great, but pretty good to build with. Um, I thought Hamilton was a little bit of a reach, but I won't knock it too much. Ben Barch, I really liked him, uh, hearing his story of how he was a tight end and how he had to gain all that weight and still be productive to get drafted. Um, makes me respect him a lot, so I think he's a good t- tackle prospect too. Sit and develop for a couple of years. I like Scott. I watched a lot of Miami football. Um, Shaq Quarterman's a productive linebacker, okay. so I, I like their draft. I gave him a B.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, their my big thing is like I just I find it so hard to believe you couldn't find anyone that would trade for Fournette. Yeah, I mean, like I don't. I mean, I understand how many teams want, need, or want or need a a running back, but. Just try to do something, and especially Did you hear about uh, Telvin Smith.
1: No. What about um, him? He got or there's like a report that come out, came out recently that apparently he had sex with m- females that are underage multiple
0: times. So he's about to get in big trouble for that. Oh wow!
1: So yeah, that came out like yesterday or two days ago.
0: Dude, where Just- have I been? Wow. Um, jeez. Um and not being able to to trade the um the defensive lineman. Like that's I don't know. Um so now we're gonna go and I'm gonna tell you right now, like I've told some people, I have this team locked in at 27 to 1 to win it all. I love what Indianapolis is doing, how they're building it, and everything. They drafted Michael Pittman, and the main thing with the Pittman thing now is TY Hilton is gonna move to the slot. So he's going to be working in the underneath now with Pittman on the outside. The other outside will be on um, Paris Campbell. And then you move Hilton to the slot inside where he's going to have a huge matchup against these weaker cornerbacks and work in the underneath uh-huh. with Rivers as a quarterback and Rivers can't throw it down the, down the field anymore. I mean, I love Jonathan Taylor. I did my fantasy football rankings. I have him top 10. I think I bye bye Marlon Mack. I love Jonathan Taylor, especially running behind arguably the best offensive line in the game. And then um Blackman, he he just fell just because of the injuries. I mean, so the the only weakness in the Colts second the only weakness in the Colts defense was the back four. And so you get him, that's an immediate upgrade. I'm not a Jacob Eason guy, but if you read Eason's scouting report, and Rivers scouting report—it's basically the same thing. And I think Rivers will be willing to help out more than an Aaron Rodgers type. So it's a perfect landing spot for Eason. Um, and then they got Isaiah Rodgers from UMass. He—he he was responsible for 15 turnovers. So I mean, I—I I love what this team is doing. They got another big, um, wide receiver. Desmond, um, the kid from Washington State, home. Oh, no, Patman. Yeah, another big wide receiver. So they're getting big wide receivers that Philip Rivers like, likes to throw to on the outside. Improve the running game. Improve the secondary. Got their backup quarterback who could obviously develop maybe to the quarterback to the future. I love what they're doing in Indianapolis, and I think they're one of the most under the radar teams in the NFL right now. I gave them an A minus. Oh, well,
1: um, I'll start with my grade first. I gave them B. Okay, but. I,
2: I'm i not as high on Pittman as I feel like some other people are. Mm-hmm. I still like the pick, though,
1: mm-hmm. um, because Indy doesn't have that big-bodied wide receiver, like you said, and then this is going to make things easier on Hilton uh, by him transferring to a slot. Uh, Pittman, I see him being like um, Mike Williams last year for the Chargers. Like he's going to be an impact on that offense. Jonathan Taylor, like you said, I... Um, I have my top 10 running back in fantasy. I'm definitely going to pick him up. Um, him behind that O-line, he's going to be top 10 in rushing. Oh, easily. If they give him the ball. Like, if they don't split carries with Mack, he's going to be top 10 in rushing. And he has legit superstar potential. Um, so I love that pick. Blackman, it seemed like a pick or, or around early for me, personally. And also, I don't know how he fits next to Malik Hooker, because I feel like Malik Hooker is a great free safety. Um, They don't really play with, like, two deep safeties too often. Uh Um, So I feel like one of their skill sets is going to be wasted, I guess, if one of them has to transfer to a strong safety. But I guess they could play Blackman as a slot corner, but I also feel like he's not best there. Um, So that's a little bit why I ding them. Eason... I graded from higher, or I would have liked to if they would have traded up a little bit to grab Love, you know, in the first yeah. round. Um, but
2: I can't think of a more ideal landing spot for a young QB than
1: Indianapolis. I mean, great front office, great O-line. He drafted a running back for the future. Solid defense. So Eason's going to have everything in his favor to succeed. So. I like that pick. And I feel like, like you mentioned, him and Rivers are very similar people coming out. So, um, yeah, I like that pick.
2: And
0: even them. if Rivers yeah. gets hurt, they have Jacoby Brissett, so Eason won't be rushed in to having to
2: play.
1: Yeah, so. Like, I feel like the Colts are a good bet for next year. Yeah. Like, definitely I, to win the South, but also to contend as a Dark Horse contender.
0: Now we get two. Oh. The worst GM in the history of pro football, Billy O'Brien, and the Texans. And, I mean, this draft, another draft I wasn't that a big fan of. I, I, I like the D lineman from TCU they got in the first round um, with Blacklock because he's going to yeah. be able to replace Reeder. So I like that pick. That pick made sense to me. I understood it, and I was like, okay, off to a good start here. But then they got Grenard, and Grenard was supposed to be traded to the Lions, but Quinn backed out. So now you got a guy that you don't even want on your team, on your team. And then they drafted Charlie Heck, the offensive tackle from UN- UNC, who great. He's going to be starting in two years, but, I mean, you have way more needs than taking a developmental tackle in the fourth round. And then you got John Reed. <laughs> who Texas plays mainly man coverage, and you drafted a cornerback that only plays zone coverage in college. You know, so, like, I gave him an F, and I I just think O'Brien's way over his head, and they're completely wasting um Watson. I've said numerous times, as soon as Bill O'Brien is fired, that next year I'm going to bet the Texans to win the Super Bowl. Just because... I can look at a guy, and I can tell you if they have it, and I I could tell as soon as Watson was a freshman at Clemson, he had it. And, like, I, th- this kid is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. He just is being held back by Bill O'Brien. I, I gave the Texans an F, and I I just can't believe they're wasting Watson. What, what did you think?
2: Yeah, I got a feel for Deshaun Watson. I'm such a big fan of his.
1: But they're doing everything in their power to make it hard on him. Uh, for so long, they didn't have a good old line. At least they got Tunsell recently. Um, their wide receivers are very limited outside of Hopkins. And I know they just traded him. So they're just really setting him up to fail. Um, Blackluck, I like the pick. Made sense. I had it. That's where I had him in terms of value. They needed to replace Reader. So that was a good pick. But then every other pick after that, like Greenard, like you said, I didn't know that they didn't even want him, per se, but I felt like that was still too early. I don't really see him as an impact player for that defense. Mm -hmm. Um, Charlie Heck, he was a seventh-round grade, in my opinion. uh, John Reed, like, still too early for him, even though I know he went late. Like, I just didn't like their draft at all. I mean, I like Blacklock a lot, but...
0: No, that's yeah. it. That's the only player that makes sense. Like, everyone else is just, mm. so. Wh- I gave them a D. Okay. All right. So, now let's go to another team. I actually locked this team in at 35 to 1 to win it all the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, a couple things stuck out to me in this draft. Number one, Maryland football is awful, and they drafted two players from Maryland. Number two, <laughs> I love Claypool, and allowing having Claypool come in. I think that's going to move Juju to the slot, which is going to be great for him. Um, I thought that Highsmith pick, I thought, even though he's a great fit for the team, the edge rusher from Charlotte, I thought they could have got him later. I don't think he was that high on many people's boards, and I think they kind of got him because I I think they could have waited or traded back if that's the guy you really want. Um, and then Connor is in a contract year. And then you draft McFarlane, the running back from Maryland, who I personally feel isn't a lead back in the NFL. So that kind of tells me, like, Connor's still going to get the early down work, and McFarlane may come in and share snaps with Benny Snell, because, I him and Snell, to me, are basically the same player. And then um, in the back, they, they got Dotson, the guard, and then Brooks, the safety, and, Davis the defensive lineman, I actually gave him a C minus, and the only reason was that was Chase Claypool and it because the effect that'll have on the offense of moving Juju Juju to the slot and also give someone else that can win a jump ball in the end zone along with Ebron to Big Ben. But um yeah, I just gave him a C minus. There's a lot of stuff I really didn't understand what they're trying to do. Uh yeah.
1: Um Claypool, I don't really believe in him like others like I don't think he has the cons- the hips to consistently get open mm-hmm. against NFL corners okay. so I wasn't um, that big a fan of that pick Highsmith it's a gamble to see if that small school, small school production will translate to the NFL but I mean he's got good edge rushers he can learn behind I guess
2: yeah. um, McFarlane I had the same notes as you I just feel like he's a change of pace back. Yep. he's never going to be a lead back.
1: He's explosive, may give you some good plays, but can't be the bell cow. Uh, yeah, he he won't be the bell cow. So I I don't know
0: what they do next year. I don't think they'll pay James Connor. So, um, but in yeah, my world, just, like nothing motivates people more than money in the fantasy world. And you have Connor in a contract year. I think he's going to ball out.
1: I can see that, especially with Big Ben's health. Um, waning or just being up in the air for so long, they may feed him a lot and say, "Go to work." Yeah, and try to use as much as they can out of him this year. I can mm-hmm. see that. Um, but yeah, overall, I was just underwhelmed by their draft class, so I just gave it a D plus.
0: Oh, okay, all right, I gave him a C minus. Okay, so now we're gonna get to one of the teams I hate the most, in the NFL, and it upsets me that I have to give them <laughs> such a high grade, the Cleveland Browns. Because I'm not a Cleveland Browns guy. I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy. But they did a damn good job. Like, I'll give credit where credit was due. Their big issue last year was the offensive line. And then they added Jericho Willis from Alabama. So a weakness last year because of Willis and signing Conklin is a strength. And that's going to help Mayfield. Because Mayfield really struggled last year. Then you got your boy... They'll pit the safety who's gonna fill in that Peppers' role, because they never really replaced Peppers in the in the OBJ trade. Then they got the good defensive lineman Elliott in the third. Um, I like him. Nick Harris from Washington, the center, he played all over the line at Washington, so he's very versatile offensive lineman that can come in as a solid backup to build depth. Um, Jacob Phillips, excuse me, I forgot him. They got him in the third round. Um, Another guy helped the linebacker core. I think he can contribute next year. I thought the Harrison Bryant one was a little interesting to me. At first, I was like, okay, they're probably going to trade Njoku. But then they just extended Njoku. So now you have Bryant, Njoku, and Austin Hooper. So I really think they're still going to move Njoku. Um, And then they possibly got the steal of the draft, Peoples-Jones in the sixth round. And O'Shea was the offensive coordinator for the Dolphins last year, and he's the one who was responsible for getting Devontae Parker to take that big leap like he did last year. And if uh-huh. Jones can respond to any coaching at all, I think he's going to take a big leap because the when I have my notes about Jones, the first thing I wrote down was underdeveloped. I really didn't think he developed at Michigan. And if he can take to the coaching, I think they got him a possible star in the, in the sixth round.
1: Yeah. I... I love this Cleveland Browns draft class. They're one of the few teams that I gave an A plus.
0: I gave him an, like I I gave him an A minus just because of my hate for Cleveland.
1: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the only thing I'll say about Wills is he's going to have to learn how to switch left tackle, which yeah. is going to be a learning curve. But like you said, the weakness of last year became a strength between Conklin and Wills. Um,
2: Del Pitt, I don't care what anyone says, to me he uh, he's a top fifteen talent. This That's, your class.
0: Boy, That's your boy, man. That's your boy. him. Um, Elliot, he was
1: my defensive tackle three behind Kinlaw. I mean, behind Brook er, Brown and Kinlaw, so that was a great pick. I didn't love the Phillips pick, but their final three picks made up for it to me. Um, Harrison Bryant, I didn't think they really needed a tight end, but hey, hey, like he was a good value, so man, it doesn't hurt, and you can move on from Njoku. Um, Nick Harris, like you said, versatile into your offensive lineman. They can use him anywhere along that offensive line. I think he fits Stefanski's offense. Um, and then Donovan Peoples-Jones, steal, sixth round. Like People were talking about him in the second round, and I was like, ah, I don't know about all that. But he's one of those guys that I feel will benefit from good QB play, which he didn't have in Michigan. Uh, Shea Patterson was very bad. Um. So to get him in the sixth round is huge. And such a steal. So one of the best picks in the draft. So good job, Cleveland.
0: My two biggest questions about Cleveland is, now this is the third time I've said that, is when a quarterback doesn't take that step in the second year and Baker obviously took that step backwards, is Baker going to be able to now succeed because now he has everything he needs in front of him? And if um, Stefanski can manage the room? Those are the two big Mm -hmm. questions. Yeah. Now let's get on to the team that I am. I am high on this team. I said it last time. You have them low in your par, power rankings. You put out last time the Cincinnati Bengals. I think this team is going to win six games easily. Um, I lo- obviously Burrow the first pick. I'm not going to waste time on Burrow because we both like him. Second round, T. Higgins fell to them, and the only reason Higgins fell was that draft day was awful. Is his pro day? Excuse me, was awful. You can run all the routes in the route tree, high point of ball. You get to come in. You're not going to draw the number one DB because the number one DB will be on A.J. Green. So he's not going to have to deal with that as a rookie. And plus, you can learn from A.J. Green, which is great. And then their linebacking crop was awful last year. You get Wilson, Davis Davis Ganthor from Appalachian State, and then they took a flyer on Marcus Bailey from Purdue, who would have been drafted a lot higher if it wasn't for the ACL injury he had in the year. Um, so they're making a weakness, improving it. I wouldn't say it's a strength, but they're definitely getting some prospects that can help it. Uh, Kareem, the defensive end, I mean, I think he can be a situational um, pass rusher in the league. So I love that pick. And then they got the um, offensive tackle from Kansas. And plus, you throw in Jonah Williams, who was a top rated tackle last year. They're getting players in Cincinnati. I gave them a B plus i i could I could see Cincinnati winning the winning the the North in three years. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna say next year. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, three years, I'm three years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought the same. I gave them B plus as well. Barrow clear A plus pick uh, round two. They drafted T Higgins, who I liked, but at first I was as I was going over my post draft thoughts, I ding them for not taking a tackle. Then I look at the board and I feel like T. Higgins is way better than any tackle that was on the board, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to ding that pick at all. He was a first-round talent that fell in the second round. Um, like you said, their linebacker room was awful last year.
2: Um, they addressed that by drafting three solid linebackers. Who
0: can all tackle. Is,
1: I thought they could have drafted like somewhere on the O-line um,
2: before the Kansas pick. Yeah. Because... I, I don't know. I, I don't
1: feel too confident with Burrow being protected by Bobby Hart at right tackle. And then i that's the only thing that's brought their grade down a lot for me mm-hmm. by drafting two straight linebackers in the third and fourth. Um, but otherwise, it was a really good drive, really successful. Cincinnati should be excited and optimistic about this year.
0: I mean, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Definitely a fun team to watch. Um, now we're going to get to the team and... I mean, I gave them an A, and they get an A every year, and it's to the point where it's, like, you know, pissing everybody off. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, I mean, Jesus, dude. They get Patrick Queen, who both you and I were high on, just fall in their lap on the 28th pick. And he's going to come in, and he's going to replace C.J. Mosley, who I've, I felt like they never really replaced after he left to go to the Jets, which is a great pick. Um, and then... JK Dobbins that to me that was kind of like hey you know what Ingram's going to be 32 by the time the season started he finished the injury and a cat with a bad calf and he wasn't himself in the playoff game against the Titans so he kind of need a um a running back for the future and he's on the board hey why not um the defensive lineman oh my god I can't even pronounce his name Justin but whatever Madu Matterweek Madibu- Yeah This kid's an absolute stud from Texas A&M. And on that defensive line, who are you going to give most attention to, him or or Campbell? Obviously Campbell. So now he's going to be able to take advantage and get a great interior pass rush. Um, The wide receiver from Texas, he's going to play the slot. I mean, I definitely have some questions if Lamar is going to be able to fire into him on the slot to be able to move the chains. But I thought that was a great pick. And the sixth round they got from SMU... um, James Porsche, who is, I, when I did my notes, I convert, I compared him to Jarvis Landry. So, I mean, they just knocked it out of the ball, ballpark. They addressed it. They got linebacker, running back, defensive line, wide receiver, you know, and they drafted two guards with one, wh- hoping one of them can replace Yada. I mean, I gave him an A. I thought they hit it out of the park. Yeah. I, I
2: completely
1: agree. I gave them an A plus. Uh I thought they might have had the best draft in the entire draft. It amazes me every year how the Ravens have such a good draft. And every it's just year. like them sitting back and just uh, making do with what they have, but they're capitalizing on other people's incompetence, other GM's incompetence. Like They let people fall to them, and they have a great draft class every year. Like Linebacker was the biggest need that they needed to address. We had Patrick Queen who I think is going to be an all-pro player eventually. Then round two, they have the foresight to see that Ingram's getting old and make their rushing attack even more dangerous with Dobbins. Um, Duvernay, it's funny you compared Prochet to Landry because I actually compared Duvernay to Landry in my notes. Um, I I think a lot of people don't realize that the Ravens offense doesn't really care who their outside wide receiver is. They more care about hitting people in the middle of the field, um, people who can block um, and just create holes for that uh, running game. But yeah, Duvernay, him running a crosser in the middle of the field, that's going to be way more dangerous than Willie Snead running that crossing route, you know? Yeah. Um, Malik Harrison, next to Patrick Queen, you got your linebacker duo for like the next 10 years. Like, he, he was already a good player on my board. But the Ravens, they know how to develop linebackers. So to have two of them, oh my gosh. Matt It's just ridiculous pick. You know, he's going to develop on that D-line.
2: Mm.
1: Um, it was just getting silly, like, at that point. Like, the amount of stellar picks they were having in a row. And then Geno Stone, um, high upside guy. Love that pick. James Roche, He's better than most of their wide receivers on their roster, and he was like one of their latest picks. So I just
0: love the Ravens' draft in general. They hit another home run. Oh my god, it was great, and it, it's to the point. It's it just pisses me off because it's year after year. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to our last conference, the AFC, and um, let's start with the Chargers. Now I'll be honest, like as my, I know I'm very anti Tua but I'm also anti Herbert as well um Herbert has this thing of being a big guy physical can throw the ball down the field Oregon led the nation last year in screen game screen passes yeah. at 21% if this guy is like such a big wide big down the field target bar down the field thrower why are they throwing so many screen passes that just doesn't make sense to me he misses way too many Easy throws for me, very inaccurate, inaccurate ball sale. I'm just not a Herbert guy either. I I thought they should have I like traded out of it or or you know sure up um, sure up the defense because both um, Bosa and um, Marvin Ingram are in the last year of their contract and they didn't address that in the draft. They traded up and they gave a lot away to get Kenneth Murray at the linebacker position. Jonathan. Joshua Kelly is a legal, a little bigger than Austin Eckler, but I don't see him as a lead back in the league, and I basically feel his future in the league is just that of Austin Eckler. Um, I mean, I hated this Chargers draft until they got Hill, the slot wide receiver from mm-hmm. oh, Ohio say. State. Like, I gave him a D. I really thought it was a total whiff.
1: Yeah, I gave them a D plus. Um. Herbert, in my mind, wasn't a first-round pick, let alone a top-six pick. Um, I would have, if I were them, I would have taken a tackle or Isaiah Simmons because imagine the defense with Isaiah Simmons and Derwin James. Like, the flexibility that offers you
0: with Bosa a, a the coordinator. Cor- with, with Bosa rushing the quarterback.
1: Yeah, that would just be insane. So that's what I would have done. Um, yeah, and then... The Chargers don't have a good O line. Like I know they got Turner in a trade and signed Brian Bulaga from the Packers, but that's still like I don't feel confident putting a young quarterback behind their O line, and especially since they have Tyrod Taylor, the worst thing that they can do, which I feel like they, it will happen next year, is they'll rush Herbert into it. Um, he'll play bad because of that O line not being ready, um, and it will just kill his confidence. I don't yeah. think he'll recover. And the thing with this, it's the sixth pick. So if they miss
2: on this pick, it's setting their franchise back years. Yep. And I think they missed on it. So
1: um, Kenneth Murray, I like the player. He was a first-round talent in my opinion. But to trade up and grab him, I didn't feel like that was as necessary, especially giving up two uh, more picks to draft like a tackle, which they need to develop or something like that. Um, Joshua Kelly. Um, I had a 5th round grade on him they took him in the 4th uh, um, I don't see him as a lead back though I think I actually like Eckler I know you're not a big a big fan of him mm-hmm. um, but yeah I don't think he's an upgrade or anything like that I loved Joe Reed and KJ Hill I thought
0: those were two excellent picks but those, that was pretty much it yeah they just I don't know like they're moving to that new stadium next year and I mean you're right I could totally see him because they're moving to that new stadium totally rushing Herbert in so I just I don't know. I just not a fan of what the Chargers are doing. Now let's get to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um they were one of my day one losers. I actually actually where did, when you did your board of wide receivers, where did you have Rugs? I had Rugs for fourth. I had I, I had Rugs ninth. Ninth? Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is this is my thing on Ruggs, is A, he can't track the ball. So you have a you have a speed wide receiver on the outside who can't track a ball. He's not physical, and he struggles to catch when the ball when the ball's in a tight space when another defender's there. And I I just I had Gandhi Golden higher than him. Like I, I, I'm just not a Ruggs guy. And you have your pick of all these you have Lamb, Judy, Ruggs and you pick rugs. It it just was an awful pick in my eyes. And for everyone that's comparing him to Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill was drafted in the 5th round. Chiefs yeah. didn't waste the first round pick on and Tyreek, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek
1: Hill's an anomaly. It's not like yeah. every every speed guy is going to be Tyreek Hill.
0: And then you drafted Arnett, and that's fine. If that's your guy, that's fine. I'm I'm fine with that. But no one was taking him in the first round. Flip and trade back and get some more get some more assets. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even have Arnett in my top ten of cornerbacks. Did you?
1: He was ninth for me.
0: Okay, all right, but still, like, why yeah, are you, not? You, you know what I mean? That like, big. like, like trade back for him. And then you get Bowden from Kentucky, who can do running back. He can wildcat quarterback outside. Gruden, if Gruden's smart, he could have a little fun with him. But then you go back and draft another wide receiver. In the third round, who has questions about his big question is if he, he can separate on the line. The only pick like I really, really, really like, or, or, is Muse in the third round, and I mean I think they could have got him in the fourth round. They overpicked him too, so I give the Raiders an F. I thought they did a terrible job.
1: Yeah, the Raiders. <laughs> just watching their front office makes me mad because all right, Gruden clearly likes to run the ball and throw short passes and he's got two QBs that are reluctant to throw deep. Both Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota don't throw deep. They, did. That's not in their game plan. Um, so they have their pick of the litter of all the wide receivers, and they draft a deep threat wide receiver. Like He's not going to return the value unless he turns into Tyreek Hill, which you can't just expect every player is going to turn into Tyreek Hill who has some speed on him, especially with two QBs that don't throw deep. Like It's just illogical. Um to draft Henry Ruggs first. Um, Then, yeah, like you said, they pick Arnett. Um, Arnett's a decent player, but, yeah, like you said, no one was going to touch him. Um, But if that's your guy, that's
0: fine. Just just trade back for him. You know what I mean? Like,
1: uh, yeah, so I didn't understand that pick. And their next, two of their next three picks are wide receivers. And Lynn Bowden, um, I watched a lot of I drove down and saw Kentucky play a lot. Um, He's a good player, but, like, he's a gadget-wide receiver. You know, like, he needs to go to a creative offense that will use him correctly. Like, and I don't think the Raiders are that um, with John Gruden. So that pick didn't make sense to me. Then they draft Brian Edwards out of South Carolina, whose physical profile is very similar to Tyrell Williams. Big, tall, wide receiver, uh, physical, so I I don't understand what the Raiders were doing. Three wide receivers in their first four picks, and none of them really actually blew me away with their picks.
0: Um, Let me ask you this or, real quick. Um, so it's third and eight, and you need that first down. Who who who's Carr throwing the ball to? Uh, uh,
1: probably still Tyrell Williams because Henry Ruggs is going to be. 19 yards down the field, and Carr's not throwing that ball. Hunter Renfro is going to be three yards down the field catching a hitch or something like that. So you got to throw it to Tyrell Williams. They just
0: don't have that possession wide receiver. It was like such a bad draft for them.
1: Yeah. And then the only pick I liked is Amik Robertson out of uh, Louisiana Tech. Because he plays, like he's very small, but Mm -hmm. he plays so much bigger than he is, and I love his confidence and his swagger and his demeanor, so uh, I, that was the only pick I liked, okay. and he was a top 10 corner for me. Um, or, well, no, he was actually 11th for me, sorry, but, um, yeah. But I gave them a D-minus. I hated that draft. Yeah, thought it was incompetent,
0: but yeah. So now, let's get, we got two more teams remaining, now let's get to the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. The first pick, they drafted Kyle Edwards-Hilaire, and, you know, I'll just say it. I'm not a fan of 5'7 running backs. I'm just not a fan. There's a lot—I'm getting a lot of hate because he's going to be this fantasy darling. I just—he can't—he can't pass block. He can't run in between the tackles. Yes, I know Andy Reid's an offensive genius, but until he develops those skill sets, defense are going to be keying on that stuff, and he's not going to be able to explode— and basically, if you look at him and Darwin Thompson, I don't see a difference between either one of them. They're the same player. Um, Willie, G- Willie Gay, yeah, great pick. You know, he's going to be able to come in, help the help the linebackers right away. Um, and then Nang is just a developmental pick. I just, I don't know. Like, they lost Willie Fuller to the um, Redskins. God only knows if Chris Jones is going to side the franchise tag. So you need a pass rusher and to help the secondary, especially after what the Broncos do, not having a secondary. I mean, I hated this draft from the Chiefs. I gave him a D.
1: Wow. Um, Mine's very different, but I have a very different opinion of Clyde edwards Okay. To me, he reminds me of uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. Like that small, muscly back that he might not be the most physical but I just believe in him especially with Andy Reid mm-hmm. like I feel like he's just going to be a star in that Andy Reid offense I liken him to Kareem Hunt like he'll be that Kareem Hunt that they're element that they were missing last year make them even more dangerous yeah I thought they could have gone somewhere else um, I thought corner was a bigger need edge rusher but I mean it'll make their offense even more dangerous so I don't Fault the pick too much. Round two, Willie Gay. I love that because he's a freakish athlete. Really helps their linebacking core. in um, He had some off-field concerns, but I think those um, will be in check with Kansas City's system they have in place and how they are as a franchise. Um, Yang, he's raw, very raw project tackle. But I like that if he can turn out or pan out to something, then that's a positive for them. Um, and then, other than that, a whole lot of nothing, really. But I gave them an A minus just because I thought they
2: nailed the two picks, and then I like Nae Yang's upside, so okay. right. I
1: gave them an
0: A minus. Um, so now we're gonna get to another team, and the last team. I am very high on this team, and I actually think they're gonna win the West. They're gonna they're gonna challenge the um wow. the Kansas City uh, Chiefs for it. The Denver Broncos. I gave them an A. They hit this. They hit this out of the ballpark. I mean, for them to get Jerry Judy, who's the best route runner in the whole class at 15 and not trade up is huge. Then you get a slot speedster in Hamler at the second round. Then you get a cornerback to replace Chris Harris, the guy Michael O from um, Iowa. Then you get, in my eyes, the best offensive lineman in the draft the Cush, Cushionberry from LSU. And I mean, this is the thing with Cushionberry. And I get a lot of flack because I talk highly about him. But at LSU, they give you number 18 if you're like a captain. It's like yeah. a big thing for them. And he got it this year, but he couldn't wear it because he was an offensive lineman. And he helped Burrow a lot because he's so intelligent. Like, he was telling Burrow that first year when he played – um, what the zone, what the what the pass coverage was, and where the blitz is coming, and he's going to be able to come in and do that for Drew Locke. and he just gets overlooked because he's in the interior, and then you're able to get Albert O, the speedster tight end, um, and don't forget the kid from Fresno State, Mutai the guard. I actually had him as I think my third highest rated guard. I mean they knocked this out of the park, and now you give Pat Shermer, who's a great offensive coordinator. They have all these ways to beat you. You need a jump ball. They have Cortland Sutland. You need a guy to run a precise route to get into field goal range to end the half. They have Jerry Judy. You need the speedster big play in the slot. They got Hamler. You go 12 personnel with Albert Owen, Noah Flatt, on the out, on, playing the tight ends with a mismatch against the linebackers. And that's not even counting. You got Phillip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon in the backfield. I mean, they're giving Drew Locke every, every opportunity to succeed. And then the, the um, who's their coach? Vic, Vic, I'm spacing his last name. Vangia. Yeah, his Van defense plays. His, his defense has been successful for multiple years in the NFL. His system works. I mean, Broncos are great and a serious contender, I feel, that are getting overlooked. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on the Broncos.
1: Coming into the draft, I was sort of cloudy on who I thought was going to Coming second in the AFC West, I still feel like the Chiefs are going to win it. But I was like, uh, I sort of like the Chargers uh, the Raiders were pretty good last year. And then I like the Broncos upside. But this draft has me saying Broncos can definitely challenge the Chiefs and will certainly make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I gave them an A as well. Um, if you think about it, they covered all their bases. Um, they have that big, or that big bodied. Um, possession wide receiver Cortland Sutton they go out and grab a great route runner um, Jerry Judy the best wide receiver in the class top yep. 10 prospect at 15 just get a stand
2: pat then they double up on wide receiver
1: in round 2 and get that speedy slot guy like you said um, for Drew Lock and then um, they also get Albert O which that's a complete luxury because he's sort of similar to Noah Fant but it's just another weapon for Drew Lock to have. And one thing I like about this in general is, say Drew Lock doesn't have it this year, then you'll know. You'll know. Because yeah. they're giving him every chance to succeed. Um, only pick I didn't really like is the Michael O pick. Um, okay. I wasn't that big, big on him. But like you said, Cushenberry, great player. He can start on that O line. He's is supremely intelligent. Um, so that was a great pick, uh, the Moody pick. I think they took him in round six.
2: Yeah, he ha- he might have the highest potential out of all interior
1: offensive line prospects in this entire draft because his strength. Um, he was being looked at as a first round prospect before all these injury concerns, like put him down on the boards. But yeah, so that to get him in the sixth
0: round, Denver just did it. Did they just hit um, a home run? I mean, yeah, they hit it on I mean, it was great. I mean, I, oh my God, like I'm, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting until they say what number Kush is and I'm definitely ordering that jersey. So, <laughs> um, so in your eyes, what, what team had the best draft?
1: Um, the best draft, uh, off the top of my head, the Ravens.
0: Okay. And then what, um, what team know. had the worst draft?
1: Uh, Raiders or Packers?
0: Okay. One of those two. And then what team do you feel improved themselves the most?
1: Um, well, let me look at some of my grades real quick. And the Bengals. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty simple one, but. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So. What about you? Um, I felt the team that had the best draft, obviously. The Ravens, team that had the worst draft. I'm gonna go with the Packers. Um, I think the Broncos improved themselves the most. I mean, I think they went from a borderline playoff team to where the season is considered a disappointment if they don't make the playoffs. Um so I just want to say thanks, Sterling, for coming on. It's always great to have you come on, talk football with you, see where your head is. Um, you know, hopefully when we finally know when the season is going to start, hopefully you can come on and do a little season preview with me. That'd be really great. Um, why don't you tell everyone where to find you on social media?
1: Uh, right. yeah, thanks for having me again, but, um, you can find me on silver star sports. That's on Instagram at silver star underscore sports. Um, I also have a Twitter. Don't really post too much on it, but I'm trying to get into it. Um, Oh I mean, come on, find my Twitter! Twitter handle
0: real Twitter's quick. the best, man. You got to get on Twitter. I love, <laughs> I love Twitter. Twitter, I love Twitter. I like Twitter too much.
1: <laughs> All right, um, you can find me at SS underscore sport underscore. They didn't have Silver
2: Star Sports, so I had to take that okay. Twitter handle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once again, thanks for having me on. I really
0: enjoy this uh, great talking football with you. Oh yeah, and then you know definitely let's try to plan a. Um, something right before the season starts yeah i would love to do like
1: some deep dives on teams and stuff like that or break down
0: a division oh yeah we can definitely you know once we figure out when the season is going to start i mean we can definitely plan it from there with all this COVID 19 stuff it's always a question mark but thanks again for coming on look forward to having you on again all
1: right uh, thank you uh you stay safe out there. so
0: thanks again for sterling for coming on from silver star sports Great guy, great follow, Brings out, puts out a lot of great intel, very informative, plus he also makes his own opinion on stuff. This is the time when we see a lot of sheep mentality and people copying stuff, and he doesn't do anything of that, so he's a great follow. Make sure you guys follow him. So, big week, in a, as I said, of horse racing today. If you're checking out Etof, 21sports, underscore, horse 21 underscore, sportshorseracing we hit a big 22-to-1 winner, hit another 2-to-1 winner and so we're ahead on the day. Big card tomorrow with the Arkansas Derby. Plays will be up. I will be back on Monday when I will give the recap of the weekend, and then also I'll be back next week on Friday when I will be giving out all my UFC plays. UFC is back, and it is going to be so good to have some stuff to bet on. Until then, everyone, stay safe, stay inside, stay out of trouble, don't drink too much beer.